0: What's going on? My name's Tori Kravitz, joined by my co-host Alicia Toot. Welcome back to She's with the Band. How are you doing today, Alicia?
1: She's with the band. I'm doing great.
0: How are you, Tori? Oh, is that
1: like our new
0: uh, theme song? She's with yeah, the to- band. Yeah,
1: but like more aggressive. She's with the band. She's with Is that the better? Band. Yeah. Maybe yeah. we should put the singing aside and allow our guests to maybe take the reins <laughs> on our. Maybe she could On like teach intro. us how to how to scream this
0: properly, so we're not just like grunting at all our poor yeah. listeners who are Sounding listening like to we're this just, right now. Just hurt while saying our show title, <laughs> like I just stubbed my toe and I'm like, oh, she's a band. Like it's a it's like a new curse. Like, like yeah, have a i pissed time. off. <laughs>
1: you know what? There's a oh reason we gosh. don't have a theme
0: song. There's a reason we don't sing it as well.
1: That but that is incredibly true. But if I were to trust someone to sing it, it would be our guest. Of the day um, as we are welcoming Casey Carlson onto the show. Lead vocalist of Deadlands also soon hitting the road with Nita Strauss. Um, At this point she's you know embarking on the tour since this is live and it's just it's incredibly cool to have seen someone we saw in our feeds who was super popular going viral on TikTok all of the time to now being on our show. I
0: know like she's somebody that I've just seen on my explore page constantly but I never really thought until recently like oh yeah like why don't we hit her up about doing this podcast I never imagined like talking to her really crossing paths with her um just because the internet is so vast so the fact that like we were emailing back and forth I was like this is so sick because I feel like she's just kind of like the new generation of what a female metal vocalist can be and like showing the power of the internet that she's gone from just doing some tiktoks and reels in her house to like you said going on tour with nita strauss has her own band um she's just a freaking powerhouse she can sing and scream anything
1: And She has a cool journey too. She's one of those kids like us where she used to pay for meet and greets to meet these bands. She used to go to all these concerts. I think she said she had like 50 under her belt, um, you know, throughout her metal loving lifetime. And then she goes from that to meeting these bands, to paying to meet them, to collaborating with some, to some of them seeing her viral videos being like, hey, you're the girl who did that cool shit, getting that recognition. So her journey is really neat. And just seeing someone else who's a powerhouse online, who has that presence and is able to work it together their benefit to create a career out of a passion hell yeah I know if anyone's for it it's us
2: too
0: yeah I just I love seeing people where I, I know that she genuinely loves the genre you could tell like she's she's very up to date with like the new music that's coming out and is always yes. jumping on to support new artists as well and collaborating with people and like that inspires me so much and that's exactly what this podcast is all about so I, I couldn't think of a more pers- perfect person to talk to you today
1: yeah, it's yeah. going to be super fun. I think also just the fact that she kept coming up in our feeds is kismet. Of course, there's a certain yeah. extent because we're so in the metal world. And, you know, we, we follow a lot of pages similar to that. But I just remember seeing her over and over thinking, who is this chick? Then clicking it thinking, whoa, that's a lot of talent, like a little bit of envy even running through my veins. Like, it's just it's amazing how well she can sing and the good kind of envy, guys, not a bitter.
0: Yeah, feed. So I feel like maybe um, we need one or two more episodes with Melissa Cross to get past the meow phase of screaming and then maybe maybe we could, like, like
1: four or a five sliver
0: of Casey's talent
1: <laughs> yeah man it's, it's amazing what she can pull off so with all of that said she has the tours coming up all of the stories all of the crazy viral moments and moments of interacting with these iconic bands so let's bring her on and learn some more shall we I am ready let's do it let's do it Casey, welcome to She's With The Band. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? No complaints over here. We were just raving about you and how psyched we are to have you on the show. It was so funny. I remember uh, Tor and I talking about upcoming guests and just saying, we always are seeing this badass chick in our feed over and over and over. And now everybody, she has officially joined us. So welcome.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. It does track that like we would just have badass metal women on our explore pages at all times so that includes you big time
2: (laughs) (laughs) thank you thank you I mean there's there's so many now like there's so many awesome women that are like exploding in the scene currently my I have my friend Taylor Destroy who's like super awesome she also like sings and screams her band's like doing a bunch of shit behind the scenes and I'm like oh my god like I'm so excited oh wait can I curse yeah, oh, yeah yeah this is not okay that's fine. <laughs> all right sick, sick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah like taylor destroy Mixie from stitched up heart is one of them um addy from halocene halocene uh they're everyone's just fucking going off right now lauren babic i i'm like i love seeing it i want it all like give it yes. to me <laughs> i mean i love that like
0: the moment we start the episode with you you're already like shouting out so many people that you support and love like that's what this whole thing is about and like Props to you. Using your platform for some good. And those oh, are great you. picks too.
2: There yeah, They're fucking awesome. They're awesome. Um, like there, there's so many people I want to work with in the industry, like regarding, especially like badass female vocalists. Like, there's there's so many like rising up and we're all at the same time yes. just like mm-hmm. consuming it. And I'm <laughs> like,
0: yes. It's about time that we have our moment. I mean I say we, I'm not a vocalist,
2: but like in my dreams I am.
1: (laughs) Same (laughs) right. You
2: can be. Anybody can be, to be honest. Like if you if you put in the work, you can be. I guarantee it. Guarantee
1: it. Oh, we love you. that ethos. It's definitely something we relate to so much because as people who are starting in music so young, we just had to put in so much work over so long. And then you start to see like the, the benefits of it, which I know is the stage you're at right now. So um, oh, yeah. I guess, Tor, let's let's get into uh, to her really wild story and the career that has blossomed over time because you you oh. really do have a cool little journey in terms of just your platforms and how everything started online for you.
2: Yeah. Thank you. I, I mean, mean, well, I would say it's, it's gotten crazy. It's gotten like super crazy, super quick. So I'm like, Oh, like, <laughs> I don't know what to do anymore. <laughs> I mean, I suppose that's Aww. kind of what everyone wants and hopes for where they start posting
0: reels and like trying to get their name out there and get their talent out there. It's like only dream of the kind of quick success and uh, rise to stardom that you've had. Um, I mean, I like, I feel like I'm kind of jumping the gun, but I'm just dying to talk about the fact that you're about to go on tour with Nita Strauss. So I feel like, can we please just like get straight to that?
2: Yes, definitely.
0: definitely. <laughs> <laughs> like, how did you even end up in touch with her? Because it's, well, I could see how it would be such a good fit considering her album has so many different vocalists on it. You got Dorothy, Lizzie from Hailstorm, Arch Enemy, um, and you can sing that whole range and scream it um how'd you get in touch with her and like was there a vetting process did you have to audition like
2: what was the situation to get that kind of gig so it's it's so funny like I I say this but like it it's not really like it happened like I always say like oh my god this just fell into my lap but like realistically like I do work my ass off like not to be like that but like I do I really do like try and work hard and um being a student and as well as I literally just quit my job like three weeks ago just to do this full time. Like, congrats! I, dude. I was working. Thank you. Hell but, yeah. yeah! So putting in the hours. Um, I was releasing some covers, of course, because that's like the main thing that I do. Um, and I was I was sitting in a hair salon. I was like, gotta get my hair blown out, and. I get a DM from Nita Strauss and she's like, "Hey, like I'm doing a tour, and I was wondering if you wanted to be my touring vocalist." And I was like, "Do you have the right? Do you have the right girl right now? Like, you are you the sure? Verified check more <laughs> no, on <yeah>. her account. <laughs> literally, I was looking at the verified, and I'm like, okay, so it literally is Nita. What is she doing in my DMs? So she's asking me to be your touring vocalist, and I'm like, fuck yeah, like of course." um and she was like okay so we just need you to like try out a couple of different songs um so she asked me to do Wolf You Feed and Dead Inside um I just sent her some raw clips of me doing it um I think I I was literally at my school because I was like shit I have to do this but I also have to record (laughs) some stuff for school so whatever um so I just sent some clips of me singing along to it um and then I was working with like the other songs that hadn't been released yet um, and they were like, "Yeah, we'd love to have you on the tour." And it, funny enough, um, the way that she found out about me, she 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 said she'd see me on like her explore page and like for you page or whatever, um, beforehand. But her like content manager, her name is Anna Massard. She works with like a bunch of bands. She like photography oh, yeah. she does photography. Yeah, she. So you know Anna? What a fucking small world, literally, Florida. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> so she works with like a bunch of different bands um one of which was wage war which i had just met her at the wage war show that i was just at and um she was the one who sent me over like because nita and her were like talking back and forth like oh we need a like a, i really want a vocalist and she was like well do you want male or female um anita was like i really want female i just like don't know who can handle it and then anna sent me over and she was like what about this chick <laughs> and then he mm. was like yes and i was like
0: <laughs> man so weird. So
1: weird. that must make you feel so good though with where you're at and what you're putting out there and just it's like such a insane affirmation that's that's wild yeah
2: no, definitely. And like, I, I'm so grateful for the opportunity. Like I can't even like get over it. The amount of times I've said thank you to them. They're probably like, all right, guys, like, shut up. Like it's like, enough. we get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We get it. You're thankful. But I, I genuinely like, I, I just want to make them proud. Cause especially you get nervous, like when it's not your own music, if that makes sense, because you're, yeah. you're basically taking the artist's vision in your hands and you are expected to deliver what the original vocalist has done, and I, like it's mm-hmm. big shoes to fill. David Drayman, Elisa Whiteblues, Lizzie Hale, Dorothy, like all these people. I'm like, holy shit! Like, I really gotta, I really <laughs> gotta step it the fuck up. So,
0: you I I'm so humble, but like anyone who's looked at your Instagram, you're a beast. Like the kind of vocal performances you do, and your range is outrageous. Like I feel like you could genuinely sing anything. Thank so. you.
2: I I really try. I. I try so hard to work on like versatility because I, I just I want to be that bitch that like does absolutely <laughs> fucking everything and people are like, "Oh my god, she literally just crushed like Infinite Annihilator, but here she's singing Demi Lovato. What the fuck is wrong with her?" Like, yeah, you know. I think like you kind of like
0: I I've noticed a a common thread with a lot of people we've talked to on this podcast that there is that pressure to feel like you have to be a jack of all trades, especially as women who are trying to prove ourselves in the music industry that like you have to be good at everything or like just be really
2: strong at what you do. Do you feel that pressure a bit? Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent, especially because like metal is such like a male dominated industry. So coming up as a female, like brand new into it, you gotta be like, all right, well, listen, like I can do anything that a guy can do. Like I can totally just and smash it out of the water. Like I really try and exceed expectations as much as I possibly can and, you know, sometimes it's hit or miss. Like some people, especially with Linkin Park, Linkin Park triggers people. It gets people so mad. And Wait, all why? Like, is it because you're covering this games? band that everyone
1: loves? Yeah, exactly. What, why do you think it, it pisses them off a little bit? I love the fact it makes them mad.
2: <laughs> it, it makes them so mad. It's because Chester is so worshipped in the community, yeah. especially since his passing. Like, and I understand. Like, I, I absolutely understand. I think he's a phenomenal vocalist. but. Even even when men cover Linkin Park, like people will shit on them in the comments and I'm like, it's, it's big shoes to fill. Like, I guess it's that kind of thing. And most people are like, no, like Chester is untouchable. You can't fucking cover him. And I'm just like, I do it anyway, cause I love him. So that's so good. I mean, yeah. just talking about big
1: shoes to fill there, of course, as we mentioned, there are so many different guest vocalists and different takes that are on the upcoming record of Nina's. So how was it preparing for those different songs and kind of processing and practicing the various guests vocals, but still making them your own in a way, like, was that super tedious for you?
2: Um. Honestly, not super, because I think with the amount of time that I've been doing covers like for so long, like you you're so used to like, okay, well, Second I, I want to put like, exactly. Like I, I know how to get enough of the artists, like original vibes in. um And then like, just put like a tiny little flair of myself just because like, it, it's like, it's like a balance. Like if you put too much of you, then people are going to get fucking mad and they're going to roast you. Like, I, I know this at this point, people are not going to enjoy it. And then if you don't put enough of you people are just gonna be like oh you're like copying them so yeah it's it's like a gentle gentle little balance that you have to figure (laughs) out but i i think knowing all of the artists previously like i've i've listened to hailstorm like since i was young um I'm not like super, super into them, but like, I know Lizzie's voice, like the back of my hand. Um, I know David Draymond's voice, like the back of my hand. Elisa's like, please, like I, she <laughs> was somebody that I used to try and emulate when I was learning how to scream. So yeah. like, I, at that point it was just like, okay now where do I put my own flair in? That was pretty much mm-hmm. the only thing to figure out.
0: Damn,
2: I mean, with so many ambitious vocal performances, I'm curious if
0: there's a cover that you've done in the past or even like one that you're planning for this upcoming tour where it has been like the craziest kind of stream you've ever done or just the most, like, has there been a moment where you surprised yourself
2: with what you were capable of? Oh my God, yeah. The the first time that I was trying to do tunnels, which is like when I make my tongue in that weird posi- position, I just go, Bleh. and it like makes <laughs> a really weird, what is it? Blah. Yeah. yeah
0: like, it looks so like You like that. fold your tongue over. That was yeah. so fascinating. Huh. I'm gonna be I'm I'm really trying to
2: do that all night. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And it it just sounds like abhorrent. It sounds disgusting. And I have, I literally have a video on Snapchat of me being like, I just did. And like <laughs> I I was trying to learn it for so long. Like I would I would watch videos of Will Ramos like doing his vocals. Um, and then I would just like play around because like most of the time, like if I'm sitting here and I'm like trying to get a new scream, I'll just be like, oh, just like trying to figure <laughs> out new tongue shapes that I haven't done or like new mouth shapes. It's it looks absolutely ridiculous. But like once it comes to fruition, it's like, oh my God. Like that's a new sound that I have never heard come out of myself. So I shock myself all the time. And recently I've been like learning how to fry scream too. Like I I'm predominantly a false chord vocalist just because that's what I've been doing for Seven years, and um, now that I'm trying to learn like an entirely different technique, like I learned how to breathe, and everybody was like, "What? You know how to do this?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Apparently, like I didn't know." That's crazy. So it's, it's very
0: fun. I've I've heard that before. So like screaming essentially it's just different mouth shapes and different things with your tongue make all the different sounds then. Yeah. Because I'm, yeah. I'm not a screamer, I'm learning.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. It's like it's like the resonance game. It's it's like where can you place yourself where the air has not hit? It's it's very hmm. weird to think about. This is cool. I feel mean, like I I don't know about anyone else,
0: but like when I watch her videos, I'm like, what's her secret? How does she do it? How does she sound so monstrous? So
1: I guess it's that, just that the- some of the question yeah it's it's the range that shocked me to be honest and we touched on it really briefly but i just remember first seeing your videos come up over and over on my instagram like all right we got to see what this chick's all about i click one video and you were screaming your head off to ginger and then the next video you were singing these absolutely stunning soaring vocals to evanescence like i just couldn't wrap my brain around (laughs) the fact that it was just so yin yang but all you and it all sounded so fucking good so which which kind of vocal style was it more difficult to train when it came to learning and to techniques did one come a lot easier than the other
2: well first of all thank you but um I would say I still like try and work on singing to get consistently more powerful like once you get a handle on screams like you're kind of good like you don't really have to work super hard for them because at that point it's just muscle memory um Mm -hmm when it comes to singing, when you're trying to find like, especially while writing like different melodies, different ways to sing these lines that you're like, oh my God, did this person write this or whatever, um, or even just trying to emulate other people, it it is definitely more difficult. And I I still want to work on my singing as like the main focal point of like getting better. Does okay. that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it totally makes sense. Um. <laughs> and
0: and something too that i we're talking about like collaborations here and i know that you played with motionless and white not too long ago so when it comes to like collaborating with other artists some of the female vocalists that you really love what do you look for when it comes to the qualities in an artist where you're like that's someone who i want to work with i'm inspired by that person um like nita and motionless
2: honestly this is a great question i've never been asked this um (laughs)
0: an interviewer's favorite compliment, by the way.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, literally. Like most of the time I get like the same, like, oh, like what got you into metal? What got you into screaming? But this is like, this is great. Yes! Good job, first of all. <laughs> but honestly, what are what are the qualities? Um, I would say definitely like the overall like way that the person composes themselves, like they have to be a good person if I want to work at them, first of all. Like chris is just so kind and genuine and the way that he like talks to his fans is like no other person like his fan interaction is like crazy um and he's of course one of the people that i've wanted to work with since i was like 12. so like i love him i love i love what he does i love his vocals i love how he keeps like evolving strangely enough and usually they say like oh bands when they get older like they turn to shit but Moshe's and might has just been continuously getting better, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, he like he just knows what the fans want. He knows what he wants, and it it's just he just keeps getting better. His his vocals keep getting better. Even I saw them for the first time. I think I was 14, and it was at I want to say PlayStation Theater in New York City. Mm. Which I think is shut down. Don't quote me on it, I but do think so. <laughs> I think so. I think so. And even just like his vocal ability from then compared to now is like absolutely insane. It, like I watch videos of concerts on my Snapchat all the time. I just used to save them in my memories and just like scroll through <laughs> them Aww. and going and like flip flopping back and forth between them. You really hear the difference and how well he's like gotten a handle on his vocals he's he's been to a vocal coach I think that started like in the midst of COVID um and like he's really gotten control of his range and uh, Spencer Charnis is one of the people that I really 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 want to work with um because and I've, I've met him on multiple occasions like he's fucking awesome like he he we've exchanged hugs and it, he's like oh my god I want to tell this story because I, I find it like really like full circle moment for me um, and it's like super trippy. So a few, I think it was last year, I did a cover of Farewell to Flesh by Ice Nine Kills. And um, I bought VIP to see Ice Nine. And because obviously, like as a fan, like I'm going to buy VIP because I want to be my idols. Like, of course. So I buy VIP and I'm sitting there front row and I ask him a question. I'm like, do you do False Quarter Fry? Because I like sometimes like I couldn't tell now I feel like I could tell pretty good but I was like do you do false score or fry and he was like I do fry vocals and he goes wait you're the one that did that like sick farewell to flesh cover and I was like <laughs> yeah like you I must didn't have lost notice. it I did <laughs> like inside I was like oh my god yeah but inside I was like ah like I <laughs> idea <laughs> <yeah. laughs> I had no idea he like even saw it. Like I didn't know that he like actually watched it. He was like, "Yeah, this girl's like really sick, guys." Like just so you know. And I was like, "And wow. that's the power of the yeah. internet, isn't it?"
0: Who yeah. knows who's watching anything yes. at any time?
2: And and now yeah. you're on to with Strauss soon. Exactly. And then even with that, like, okay, he recognized me from that cover. And then the Trinity of Territory rolls around. So. I'm going in and watching a Trey You side stage just because, like, why wouldn't you? You know, <laughs> and um, Spencer comes in like through through the backstage door, and I'm like, "Oh, hey!" And he's like, oh, "Hey!" He gives me like the biggest hug, and I'm like, "This just this is happening right now. Like, this is this is no. crazy." That shit's yeah, so validating. So, yeah, and it's so weird. Now Now, Ice Nine Kills follows me, Deadlands, and it's just, it's like a whoa kind of thing. Because <laughs> it's like you... sometimes you can meet your idols. Exactly. And you spend years <laughs> looking up to them and now they're like, you're fucking sick. And I'm like, <laughs> that's, it's just so weird. But any going back yeah. to the original question, um, he, he is one of the people that like I really want to work with on a live show just because Spencer with his crowd work is no other. And I will say that to the day I die, when he steps on the actual crowd and starts walking on them. I don't know if you guys have ever seen like clips of him do that, but like as somebody in the audience who has like witnessed that firsthand so many times, like it doesn't get old, like it never gets old. And it's always like, oh my God, like they're supposed to be there. He's like here. It's I mean, so weird.
0: With you now coming up playing Blue Ridge Rock Festival, first tour of Deadlands coming up. Are you taking some notes? Are there certain like little tricks up your sleeve for the show? Oh my God. Yeah.
2: Oh my God. <laughs> all,
1: of, all of those years of saving TikToks and watching those performances. right. <laughs> exactly. They'll so come
2: into play now. Exactly. <laughs> and I mean, I think, I think having such great idols to like look up to and like going to so many fucking shows I think I have like 50 or something under my belt for someone who's been like who came in late in the scene I came in when I was probably like 12 like this is this is like insane watching everybody and then now I'm like I need to translate this into my shows because I want I want the audience to feel the way I felt when I was watching all of my favorite performers like it's that's one of the things that I really want to stick to people is like stage presence and crowd work and all of that shit.
1: I mean, it's so, so full what circle. were some of those? It is full circle for sure. Yeah. I was, I was just going to ask like what were some of those nuggets you did pick up and ones that we might be seeing on this upcoming tour. Is there anything in specific that you saw your idols do and you think, okay, I'm going to pay a
2: little homage here and work this into our shows. Oh, definitely. I, I have been dying to step on the crowd, like that's one thing. So I'm like, if we get a big enough crowd, I absolutely will step on them. Like I don't care. <laughs> I, and I and I think being, I I'm only like a 120 ish pounds. I don't think I'm that heavy. So like I think I think it'll be okay. But I think be fine. Um, no, I don't know if we're gonna be playing this song on tour. But we have a song called Black Hole, and one of the things that I've been doing recently is like during black hole i'll go out off the stage and i'll like have the crowd sit like crisscross applesauce just like while i'm singing and i'll just be like looking at them singing and i'm just like this feels so intimate like it just like i like feels low-key naked because everyone's just watching you so close and Mm -hmm. sometimes like as a as a performer like you kind of forget the crowd is there Mm -hmm. if that makes sense like especially because i still get stage fright like no no one believes me but I still get stage fright and um so I tend to like look over the crowd but like once you're in it you're like oh my god like all these people are like here to watch us and that's like fucking amazing so hopefully I can do that on the tour um do did they, i i do some big stomps those are my favorite <laughs> parts in the set like when i just kick my fucking leg all the way up to the sky and just stomp right back down like I'm a like, mitch that's Luke my stump. favorite exactly cool. exactly yeah. my oh, favorite best in
0: power honestly <laughs> sorry i didn't mean to bring the mood down but i just like, like oh my <laughs> god the stomp! <laughs>
2: yeah, the stomp! exactly spencer does that too and i every single time he stomps fog goes up so i'm like oh we just we just got a fog machine too so i'm like yes i was gonna say if you
0: wanted me to like stop by a show with a fog machine i'll just like press the button and time it perfectly with your stomps the whole night like oh my god
1: yeah
2: oh my god please like you can i'll i will hire you right now to press the buttons
1: you just got a gig tour good job (laughs) i'm officially the sweet woman this is literally the the proof of of hustling and putting your name out there guys you never know just live live right here you're watching it all go down Exactly. Um, honestly
0: that's how it happens so
1: yeah. <laughs> go for it i, I kind of want to talk more about being close to the crowd and your audiences because it's been extremely fun seeing how confident you are in your videos and that's i've been catching on like fire lately on tiktok and we all know firsthand how nerve-wracking and incredibly scary it can be putting yourself out there on a youtube or a tiktok or an instagram any platform it, it's terrifying at first you're up close to the camera you're being super vulnerable and then on top of that you're sharing your voice whether talking singing sharing stories sharing songs so were you at all hesitant or nervous when starting your channels because even you mentioned you still get the stage right there or do you have to like shake off your nerves before you press
2: record walk us through that So I think now like when I'm sitting down to the camera, I'm definitely way more comfortable than I have been. Like you could probably go back into like the Deadlands videos. And I used to be super awkward. I used to just be like live one take and then just like start screaming into the microphone. (laughs) I used to not be like expressive at all when I was like doing my thing. And people were like, how do you not make faces? And I'm like, I don't know, I didn't think you can. Like, it's just like that weird dynamic of like, Oh, I, I just feel so weird, like, showing myself. Especially because the, the first live one take that I ever did was Circle With Me by Spirit Box, And it got, like, 500,000 views in, like, the first two days. And I was like, okay, so yeah. first of all, people want this. Second of all, Holy I literally shit. look so dumb, like, doing nothing. Like, I need to, like, amp this up. I need to say something. So gradually, I, I just kind of, like put some spiels at the beginning of my TikToks now. I'm just like, by the way, guys, Um, this song, I have like no idea how it goes. So we're gonna see, you're gonna see me like fall on my face maybe, but then you could roast me in the comments, so it's fine. And <laughs> people like, dig it. And like, I'll I'll put some like announcements there. I'll be like, go to deadlinesmerchart.com or whatever. Um, I'll be like, we just announced the show. And then people will be like, holy shit. Like if I hadn't seen this TikTok, I wouldn't know. Now I'm going to your show. Mm -hmm. Now I'm doing this. Now I'm doing that. So it's like people like genuinely listen to like what you want to say so long as you like build a relationship. And that's one of the things that like, I'm super proud of, like with our fans, I feel very close to them, if that makes sense. But like, no, it like I, I see many people like their usernames pop up so many times and I'm like, oh my God, like that's our friend. Like, it's not like a fan. Like, that's our friend. They've been supporting us since the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. And there there's one girl that she bought the first Deadlands merch item ever. And her name is Emily Ecstasy M online. And I love her. And I like, I still see her like commenting. I'm like, girl, you were there since the beginning. And I love you. Like, I, I just see her and I'm like, you're my friend. You're not my fan. You're my friend. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's so, oh, it just feels so nice. And there's, there's people that we see like multiple times coming to our shows. And I'm like, you were at the last show. And they're like, yeah, you remember? And I'm like, yeah, I do. Like, I remember your face. I'm bad at names, but I remember faces. Very yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same. Yeah. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. I'll be, I'll go up to somebody and I'll be like, hey, you, you, Tim. And they're like. John and I'm like Shit. <laughs> I stopped trying it's, it's yeah. a lost cause for me <laughs> yeah yeah so at, at that point like when people introduce themselves to me I'm like I don't remember names so I might ask you again and they're like that's fine and I'm like great <laughs> so yeah. I'm like at least if, if we're you're like there, it's gonna have to be it's <laughs> exactly. the worst when someone comes up to you and they're like do you remember
0: me and I'm like yeah, and like <laughs> yeah. that shaky, like please don't ask me if I remember your name, but like yes, yes. like it, the, some people do that. I've not seen them in like three or four years. I'm like, that's not fair. That's yeah, no,
1: <laughs> And I'm like, but yeah. shit.
0: But, but like, if I remember, mean I'm not, me, not great, like grateful and all that, because it's obviously amazing when anyone comes up to us ever and like says of hi. Of
2: course, yeah, <laughs> no, definitely, definitely, yeah. And I get that. And it's scary when people come up to you and they're like, "Do you remember?" I'm like. Uh Oh yeah. You were like at that one show. Yeah. That show in that city where we played some songs. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, actually, no, I met you at a Bad Omen show. And I'm like, oh. Right. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I said. That's so good. So awkward. So bad. But like, I love you anyway.
0: Well, I don't know about you, Alicia, but I have a feeling it might be time for our big showdown end round yes. of
1: rapid fire questions. It. Yeah, Let's rock ready, and roll Casey? tour. So All we right, have
0: rock a quick Well, rap, well a medium rapid fire but we have four questions that we yeah (laughs) it's not like crazy business but yeah um we have four questions we ask at the end of every episode for every guest of jaw-dropping moments in your career or just in your experience with music so the first one here is what is most jaw-dropping experience you've ever had at a show
2: my show or any show
0: and and it could be yours could be someone else's just a show
2: okay there's like two experiences i could say so going going on stage with motionless and white that was just like i could not even breathe when i was going up on stage i was literally shaking like a chihuahua i was like oh my god there's seven thousand people in front of me what am i doing um and like especially being in a band that you have listened to since you were fucking 12 years old it's like nuts yeah it's a big thing I went to a Bad Omen show in New York City. They, this was the tour with Dayseeker and Make Them Suffer, and there was there were so many people coming up to me, and like I was just shocked. Like I didn't, I, I don't know. Like you, you always think you're like oh, like a million people saw this, or like five hundred thousand people saw this, but like you never think it actually translates into real life. Like right. if that makes sense, because like to me those views like they're they're a number like I'm like okay so this is how well my video is doing this is what I should do to bank off it or whatever like I think I think more of like business sense when it comes to like the terms of views um and it's kind of weird but like having people come up to me at the concrete jungle tour and like seeing like there was like a group of people like surrounding me and I was like oh like this is so weird (laughs) and so surreal um and also one of of the other things that happened at wage war um so Anna actually made this happen but she was like yeah Cody wants to meet you like can you come after the show and like meet Cody the the singer of wage war and I was like he wants to meet me like (laughs) no I want to meet him like he wants to meet me and she was like yeah like let's meet you up so i met cody he was fucking awesome by the way even even after just playing his ass off and oh just awesome but like those were like top three draw jaw-dropping moments no. i feel like for me and i was just like oh my god that's so," weird. and oh ones. i have one more i'm so sorry this is this forever. so i for Deadlands, we have probably played like fifteen shows, like maximum. Like we obviously were brand new. We we've only been around for like a little over a year, and um, or maybe two years. I don't even know. I have no concept of time. But time is fake, <laughs> yeah, time is <laughs> fake. It doesn't exist. <laughs> um I was just a concept which is just- no yeah <laughs> no either. I actually I genuinely don't know what day it is and I think Tori like when I was emailing you I was like oh yeah I can't wait to like have the interview tomorrow you were like it's actually Wednesday and I was like oh right yeah Wednesday so you were like that's good <laughs> yeah and I was just like cool now I don't like to scramble so yeah, yeah. yeah um so we've only played like 15 shows as a band nothing like extensive at all Um, and we played this one show at 317 Main Street in Farmingdale, which is like a local venue near us. We were the first like actual like band bill that played there, um, because we're friends with the owner, Chef Eric, fucking awesome dude anyway. Um, but we got to, when we play Crushed in the set and I- it was a big stage. So I was like trying to run around naturally, especially cause I love big stages and I love running around on big stages. So I'm running around. I literally could not breathe. So I was like, Oh my God, like, I don't even know what to do. I'm just going to point the mic out and like hope for the best. Um, and it was, I believe the second chorus coming up where it goes, you want to see me. And then I was like, <gasps> And then I just hear the audience like singing that back. And I was like, oh, wow. wow. The For the first time hearing that, it was absolutely insane. And uh, CJ, um, our guitarist and Kyle, our drummer, like they both heard it and they were like, whoa, <laughs> like that just happened. And we were both like, holy shit, like pe- this is actually making an impact on people. And that was that was awful. amazing,
1: man. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations. That's a huge moment. Thank you. Thank you. It definitely was surreal. <laughs> oh, for this next one, I feel like we kind of touched on it when it came to your first videos, but I'd love for you to dive deeper into it. So what's the most jaw-dropping misstep earlier in your career? And what's the lesson you learned from it?
2: Hmm. So hmm. one of the things I'm very transparent about is I do use autotune. Like genuinely, when you want it to be like a professional production, you use autotune just to just to like fine tune everything and i do have it turned down low like it's not like i'm like oh my god t-pain but um sometimes <laughs> like yeah like, you can i have that got me segment.
1: that got me good
2: t-pain. um I have done it for attack, attack covers though. Like stick stickly, I will turn it all the way down. That's and- the moment to do it. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes Absolutely. sense. Absolutely. I'll turn it all the way, like the retune speed to zero. And then I'm like auto-tune free, baby. Yeah. And it's like <laughs> horrid, horrid, but like the effect is there. So yeah, normally I have my auto-tune turned down lower, but when I was doing covers like when I was first starting, I didn't know how to turn it down. So like I had CJ build me a vocal chain. Um, and so I would just use that, but like, it was definitely like audibly there. And so like, sometimes it would like mess up and I'd be like, that's a really good take, except for like that one part. And then I was like, "Mm, maybe people don't notice people definitely noticed. Um, so I definitely corrected that and I was like, all right, we're gonna, instead of having the retune speed like this, we're gonna have it like that, like the opposite direction. So I've been turning the auto-tune down since like six months ago, I want to say at least. Um, and it's been working like so much better. And that that was just one of the things where I'm just like, oh, watching back, it's just ew. But now <laughs> I'm like, all right, we corrected it. We're better. And I I always try to be transparent about that stuff because like, Nothing is worse than lying about, like, oh, I don't use auto-tune or whatever. It's on every single record. It's on every single, like, professionally done cover now. I'm like, I don't give a shit. You know. I know. Great. Everyone knows. Perfect.
1: It's just (laughs) using it in the right areas. It's not overdoing it. It's not to hide your voice. It's just to make things sound as professional as possible. And then, you know, pull the odd pain moment where you want to actually use it as an instrument in itself. So the fact you it all about it yeah Yeah. it doesn't
0: mean you can't sing I think like that's such a misconception about production value and auto-tune is like that that's correlated somehow but it's not at all like every artist ever does little tricks in the studio to make things sound great so
2: absolutely absolutely and my my favorite thing about auto-tune is that people think you can auto-tune screams which is absolutely not how it works so I'd love to hear what that sounds like though yeah
1: (sighs) or maybe I wouldn't
2: I I don't think you do (laughs) <laughs> so okay so if you have it like t-pain level it sounds absolutely disgusting like it sounds horrible it's like <laughs> like it's trying to bite a bitch the whole time but it can't so it's like hysterical when you hear it full my friend full metal jesse um did a video of this a while ago and she was like let's see what auto team screams sound like and she did it and i was just like oh my god it's so bad like it's <laughs> horrible. But like again, uh, if you're using like a tasteful bit of auto-tune, it doesn't affect them like at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like most of the times, especially in the one takes, um, like all I do, I just press record and I keep the whole thing running. And then I really don't do any like post after that. Like it's it's literally just like I put into the mic and then it's done. So I with the amount of auto-tune that I have on it, since I don't have a lot, like it doesn't affect it at all. Right. Um But for like a stick stickly cover, like an attack attack cover, when I got to go T-Pain. I have to like (laughs) cut it out and then move it to a different like stem, not stem, track. I have to put it onto a different track. Yeah. Put it onto a different track and then turn the auto-tune off because it'll sound so bad if I don't do that. (laughs) The more you
1: know. Where yeah. you know, yeah. I, I, it's fascinating to me. It's all stuff that I wouldn't know because as much as we love singing so much, I genuinely never have tried to record something myself. So I wouldn't yeah. know that autotune on screaming sounds like horseshit. <laughs> I wouldn't know <laughs> that there's like such a fine line between it sounding so fake and then sounding like, like all right, it's just a polished record. So that was some yeah. cool insight.
2: Yeah. <laughs> And you um, you don't think about it either until you're doing it. It's it's very strange, especially because I'm not a producer. I never claim to be a producer. I know the bare minimum of everything. Um, I'm just like I do my thing and then I get out. So <laughs> that is it. And then I'm like, all right, these little things that you pick up along the way are like very interesting.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And
0: the next one we have here is the most jaw-dropping female artist that you would love to work with. Mm, oh
2: my god. You know, I I definitely when i was growing up i always wanted to work with nita and so like have yes like i i would look up to her and i'd be like she's fucking awesome like she rips and Mm -hmm. now going on tour with her i'm like this is so weird but um if we're talking vocalists melissa cross is one of the like female people i really want to fucking like i just want to sit in a room with her and just listen to what she has to say i'm like i don't care if we're talking about vocals i don't care if we're talking about metal tell me what you had for breakfast like yeah.
0: i love you <laughs> she's phenomenal that that episode we did with her was like
1: one of my favorites And we're like neither one of us are singers and we were just like tell me more so just I, in I all the amount of knowledge she was dropping on us and then how friendly she is and her thoughts on spirituality and intertwining that with like our love of metal it was just a wicked conversation yeah i mind. can
2: only imagine i gotta go and watch that episode guys like <laughs> oh, man, and you'll, some, you'll dig
1: it you'll watch us try to sing it's great <laughs> she she like right, tries to teach us the basics of like screaming and
0: yeah you'll see it was
2: awesome <laughs> it
0: takes time definitely takes time, time. Yeah,
2: more well, than all like I got right now is meow. Attempt.
0: Like that's yeah. all I could do right now. Meow.
2: Yeah. That was that was fabulous. Fabulous. Authenticity. 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 Yes. Always wins. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> well, for our last
1: one, the most jaw-dropping misconception about you that you wish people understood.
2: Oh, these <laughs> are fucking awesome, guys! Jeez. Hey, <laughs> it's what we <laughs> do. <laughs> The most jaw-dropping misconception. I I mean, hmm. There's, I guess there's two. One of which okay. is that I can't sing because I use autotune, which we touched upon. Like, yeah. Um, But I think a lot of people think I'm tall and I've hmm. gotten it so many times and- Aren't you filming from like here up most of the time? <laughs> yeah, but it, it's like so weird. Uh, so many people have come up to me when they meet me and they're like I thought you would have been like five foot eleven in reality I'm five two I'm like a midget to them oh we have two little jumping beans with me today no, literally, <laughs> literally. <laughs> and so I'm like I'm so tiny compared to what they think in their head recently mm-hmm. I, w- I went to um uh, I saw Taylor Acorn and Loveless I went to that show and someone came up to me and they were like I thought you were gonna be like five eleven, and I was like, "What?" They were like, "You give off tall girl energy," which is, which to me, That's gives is. off. Yeah, and I'm like, that to me is like big dog energy. So I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. you thought yeah. I was tall, yeah, yeah. like let's we're go. out here swinging. Yeah. You know what
0: we we were speaking to another vocalist um in like a symphonic metal band you know like theatrical huge music and she said the exact same thing and I think it really does come down to like stage presence and how powerful your voice is I I definitely thought you were taller than five tunes as well to be honest same. and it really yeah. is just like an energetic thing like you have a huge presence so congratulations that's a that's a that high ass a compliment. compliment thank yeah.
2: you thank you I will <laughs> definitely take the big dog energy compliments like oh. <laughs> you know what I think this is like a really good one that's like something that really frustrates me in the metal industry um so I think one of the biggest conception like misconceptions um especially like around women is that like oh like they need to be sexy and like this and that they or like they want to be known as like the sexiest metal vocalist alive like that's not something that i care about i don't like i could put on a fucking mask for all i care and be like yeah man like i don't give a shit focus on my vocals not on my face like i i commend sleep token a lot for this and i think with their like stage work they do kind of like give themselves like a little little friskiness but that's like their image like they're they're like the sex band currently but Um, I genuinely like I don't want to be known as like the the sexiest hottest girl alive in metal like that's not appealing to me I want to be known as a beast I want to be known as a powerhouse I want to be known as someone who can do all these fucking vocal abilities that like hit like most of the human population can't do like that's one of the misconceptions that like really grind my gears and I just want to be known for the music you know what I mean totally
0: Fully. I think even yeah. as presenters, we feel that sometimes that there's yeah. like this expectation of how we should look or that you need to dress a certain way. And I used to that, feel but, so yeah.
1: weird. Yeah, I feel weird showing up to things wearing something like this, you know, because we weren't showing off what people, you know, thought that we should be. And then you realize, oh, that's bullshit. It's about the talent, the conversation, the voice, and that's what matters. So look at us. Look at all of us in our t-shirts today. Let's go. (laughs) So true. I never would have done this when I was 16.
0: No chance you would me made a t-shirt. So honestly, thank you for saying that, Casey. Like, I hope that that's something that we all can pass down to anyone else who's also coming into the scene is like, you do not, not have it. to show cleavage or, you know, wear tight pants, wear the fuck you want. That and if you, you want to, then if you show it off. Exactly.
1: Yeah. We have our days where we do, and then we have our days where we're like this, but it doesn't yeah. always have to be one or the other. So really, exactly. I think that's very important. And duality yeah.
0: is beautiful. In the you know, as Slipknot would say. Yes, yeah. yes, we, yeah, we, are on, we are on a
1: Slipknot note. <laughs> <laughs> it must be said.
0: Exactly. <laughs> But that is all we have for you, Casey. It has been honestly such a blast having you on this podcast. You are amazing. Everyone who's watching, thank you for listening, first of all. Deadlands is going on tour. They're playing Blue Ridge Rock Festival. She's going on tour with Neda Strauss. Make sure you, you know, catch her when you can. And if you're watching here, she's with the band. On behalf of my co-host, Alicia Toot, I've been Tori Kravitz. Tune in every other week here on notfest.com and all streaming platforms. And we'll catch you later. Bye, y'all.